Hello and welcome to The Occupied Mind. I am your host, Alicia Newman. Um, so before I get into uh, all of the stuff that occupied my mind this week, I want to talk about <laughs> getting old. So my girlfriend and I, we went to go see Squeeze and They Might Be Giants at the Stone Pony Summer Stage this past Thursday. Now, she and I have been going to concerts together for, we've known each other 28, and we've probably been going to concerts together for 27 years. And we've seen a lot of concerts together. But we have found this summer that we don't put up with stuff like we used to. So we had general admission tickets to this show so we we met up we go out to eat we go we drive down to the stone pony which i can't believe i've never been to before in my almost 45 years of life i've never been to the stone pony which i thought was kind of weird but that's just a little side note but anyway um we go we wait in line we get inside and the concert started at six here we are, we didn't get there till after six, thinking that, oh, they might be giants, we'll go on at seven, squeeze and go on at nine, we'll get home, like I'll get home after one because I live so far away from it. When we got there, we could hear they might be giants playing and they had gone on at six. So we had already missed like 45 minutes of them. Now the good thing about the summer stage is we could still walk and hear them. So it wasn't that bad because I was very excited to see them and I got to see them like by the time we got there they had they probably had like three or four songs left and I got to see them do Istanbul which was kind of cool. But it was just this big open general admission to which I haven't gone to one of those in years. Lately it's either lawn or it's seats for me. And lawn, I don't think you really get bothered on lawn, but so squeeze, they might be giants finishes and it's not that crowded. And then there's probably about 30 minutes in between the sets and then squeeze comes on and we try to get a little closer. Now, mind you, this is an older crowd. So we were, I don't want to say that we were the youngest people there. We were definitely in the age bracket, but you figure it's 45 and up there. And we were jam like being pushed forward and squished and people were just cut in front of us and they were older than us, much older than us. And I think I probably lasted three songs of squeeze before I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. I need to go to the back. I don't, there's too much people around me. There's, it's just too much. I can't do it. So she was like, yeah, I'm totally down. And so we pushed our way and we just hung out at the back and listened to Squeeze from the back. And it was just as good because to be honest, where we were compared to the stage, you couldn't, like where we were before, you couldn't see Squeeze anyway. So it was basically like we just listened to Squeeze and They Might Be Giants because I barely saw them because it was so hard to see them from where we were 
aside from feeling old and not being able to be around people the way that I used to, uh, they, that was a great show. Uh, they Might Be Giants, from what I heard and saw, were very, very good. I'm very happy I could check them off my bucket list. Squeeze, it was one of those bands where I totally forgot that they sang half the songs that they did. I went in expecting to see like one or two, like I had two or three on my bucket list that I wanted to hear. They did all of those and I was like, oh, hey, I forgot that they did that one and that one and that one. But they put on a really great show and I fully enjoyed it. And I haven't been to Asbury Park in quite a few years. And they're really building that place up. There was all of these brand new shops uh, and beautiful artwork along the boardwalk. Like, I totally want to go back and, like, spend the day. I thought that that was really cool. So if Squeeze or They Might Be Giants ever come near you, I recommend they put on very good live shows. But now let's get into it. So for podcasts this week... There are some very good podcasts this week, quite a few actually. Um, my faves, Pick Six. They just—I I literally just finished listening to it before I started to record this. I had like 20 minutes left, and I wanted to finish it before I record. But um, they did a review of Poltergeist from 2015 with Sam Rockwell, and it's great because I kind of felt the same exact way that they did. It. <sighs> Although they don't really feel like it was a remake. They kind of felt like it was more of a sequel or at least one of the hosts Bo did. But I kind of, unless I'm not remembering that movie that well, to me, I kind of felt like it was a shot for shot remake, kind of like that crappy Footloose remake. But, you know, I really like Sam Rockwell, so I didn't leave that movie too upset because my love for Sam Rockwell kind of overpowered that but it's a great review um finally after a couple of weeks of not being on the movie and hip-hop show is back and they put up a great episode and they talked about any given sunday and football because football will be starting soon uh the witch versus the doomsday clock had a new episode this week the podcast under the stairs he they are on 1994 for their 90 summer review which was great. Um, that was a difficult year for me. That's a great year. Um, and so this Monday will be 1995. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens there. I'm also kind of curious how it's going to get towards the later years when all the, like the Japanese horror starts to come out. I'm kind of curious as to what they push through. Um, it has been a great interview week. So all three, the three interview shows that I listen to, funny enough, like usually there's always one that I don't listen to. There's always one that I'm like, meh. Um, Sometimes it's even two and I'll only listen to one. This week, all three of them. All three of them put out fantastic episodes. Uh, Zach Shepard had Dynamic Ride on. And I'll be honest, I'm not that big of a fan of Dynamic Ride. He is not someone that I rush to see his stuff, but he always works with great people. So I have a tendency to see his stuff because of the people that he works with. But um, after listening to his podcast, I actually, like now I might backtrack and watch Eastbound and Down and Vice Principals because I never watched those two shows. 
um, because they were focused on him. But I really liked him. I really enjoyed the interview. I thought it was really good. Um, so if you're a fan of Danny McBride, I would definitely check that out. Um, Michael Rosenbaum did an interview with Matthew Lillard, who, you know, because of Scream and Serial Mom and all that great, um, he's on that show Good Girls with Christina Hendricks. I love Matthew Lillard, and I don't think that he gets enough work, in my opinion. I've been a fan of his for quite a few years. And I, he's very, very down to earth, you know, and he doesn't honestly think that highly of himself. Like if you listen to the episode, he kind of puts himself down a couple of times. He admits it. He says that, um, that he, that's something that he works on, but I just, I mean, if you want to listen to an interview podcast, I truly, truly can't recommend Michael Rosenbaum enough because I just find that his interviews are so much different than any other interview podcast out there and I think that he always touches topics that no one else is gonna talk about and that these cele- celebrities or people of interest are going to cover topics and discuss things that I don't think that they would discuss anywhere else and I was very happy to find out that Michael Rosenbaum is coming out with another podcast with Chris Sullivan from This Is Us called In Love. And it's gonna be all about, it's gonna be relationship advice. You can call in, I guess kinda along the lines of Anna Ferris's Unqualified, but from a guy's perspective. But I am 100% down, cannot wait. Um, I also checked out, well, actually I've been checking out, but I checked out uh, Campfire Radio, great show. Um, if you like old time, like campfire tales, that's a fun podcast. I highly recommend it. So all in all, it's, it was a very good podcast week. A lot of great episodes. TV, also a lot of good TV this week. So technically speaking, two of the shows, well, technically speaking, one of the shows doesn't technically premiere until tonight, but because I am because Showtime always early premieres their shows for subscribers. So if you have Showtime, you can always get the shows earlier. But Becoming a God in Central Florida, the first two, well, it premieres tonight at 10, but the first two episodes are available right now online. It's the new show with Alexander Scarsdale and Kirsten Dunst. I mentioned it last week. So I watched those two the first two episodes love it can't wait to see where this goes uh it's kind of about the pyramid scheme stuff from that kind of bloomed in the 90s i think kirsten dunce is an amazing actress and i think that this she is perfect for this role and i can't wait to see where this show goes The uh, premiere already went in a direction that I didn't think it was going to go. And I guess I'll talk about it more because I don't want to spoil anything because the show hasn't even premiered yet, technically. So once I'm done, once the season is done, and I'll review it as a whole. But so far, so good. I'm two episodes in. I'm really enjoying it. Kind of tying into Danny McBride being on Dax Shepard's podcast. His new show, which will be the first television show that I've watched by him, uh, solely because of the people that are in it, Um, but The Righteous Gemstones premiered last Sunday, 
as I spoke about last week. Uh, watched the first episode Monday morning. Man, oh man, was it great. What? Oh, God. Perfectly cast. Perfectly cast. Um, the kid from Pitch Perfect plays like the youngest brother. Danny McBride plays the oldest brother. Uh, then there's a sister. I don't know who this woman actress is, but she's hilarious. And John Goodman. Oh, God. I, I love him. And then the Dylan, one of the Dylans that you always get confused, the Dylan from My Best Friend's Wedding plays a priest from um, the town that they're trying to start this big church, or not priest, pastor, sorry. Um, but it looks like it's going to be really funny. It looks like it's going to go be over the top. So again, so far, so good. I watched one more episode of Mind Hunters. I'm, I'm going to stop at four until Duncan and Bo come correct, release their first episodes. Because again, I want to kind of watch that as that podcast is going. On Friday, the third and final season of 13 Reasons Why was released. I think I've watched five episodes. I can't, I'll be honest, I can't remember if it's four or five. But I've got uh, at least five done. I actually, so far, without giving anything away... Um, I like this better than season two. And what I like about 13 Reasons Why overall, and I think that this is, can only be said because it's on net, like a streaming service. Like if they tried to do this show on NBC or ABC, like even FX, I think that some of the element and the, of the show would be lost and wouldn't translate well like if they tried to air it on television because there's a a rawness to that show that I think only a streaming or a cable service can do um and I'm a little mad that while it was really difficult to watch in the first season when they showed the girl actually commit suicide um it was real. It was a real moment. It was a real moment in which people today, teenagers today, are going through. And I think that it's important to show that stuff. And I think that that's what this show does well. Is the story arc always great? No. Is the acting always great? No. But the realness of the show is done so well. Um, there there are certain topics that they are covering uh this season so this season uh bryce has been killed and so it's kind of going a little bit more to like season one where but there's no tapes but every so far every episode is kind of how it came to be that bryce got shot and they're going through each character and how they were affected by bryce and, and it's real. And one of my favorite little sub-series is the girl Jessica is exploring her sexuality. And whether you like it or not of teenagers having sex in this day and age, because we grow up so fast, kids are having sex. And the fact that they 
show how this girl who was raped deals with her sexuality and how she feels about sex and goes she's going through all of these stages about sex post-traumatic is very real and I think it's done very well um there's also the gentleman Tyler who was abused at the end of season two dealing with the ramifications of the abuse that he suffered at the end of the season <clears throat> or no I think it, he was the that was at the end of season one I think but another great story arc the realness of these characters is spectacular and that's what I like while I didn't like season two I just liked this like the characters so much that I want and plus this is the final season I just wanted to watch it but I think that 13 Reasons Why is an important show to watch, and I think that it should be watched, especially if you are a parent, especially if you have teenage kids this time, day and age, like right now, it should be watched because it's important, because it shows stuff that people are really, truly going through, and it doesn't glorify it. It shows it, all of it, the good and the bad. So very, very good show so far this season. This week, um, now fall fall season's coming soon, so pretty soon my TV schedule is going to be insane. But right now, you've got the final season of Ballers premiering on HBO tonight, which I'm excited for. I think that that show has kind of run its course, and truth be told, Dwayne Johnson is just honestly too big for that show right now. Um, so I'm glad that it's kind of tying up and I hope that I can't remember his name, but I hope that Denzel Washington's son gets some more shows out of that because he is awesome and spectacular and I want to see him more. Also, the long awaited return of Good Eats premieres tonight and I cannot wait. I met Alton Brown, uh, years ago, uh, maybe around 10 ish somewhere between eight and ten years ago at a book signing up north and he a very nice guy um and I was a huge fan of good eats and when I was still eating meat I made spare ribs just like Alton Brown did because he made the best spare ribs ever I still use his cooking techniques to this day for almost any uh, anything that I do um, so I'm very looking forward to uh, new episodes of that. Um, so I finished Beartown yesterday. Uh, that was a little bit, out of all of the books, that one was a little difficult to get through. Um, a good book, good book. Like I said, I'm going to wait to review him as a whole. I want to review all of his books as a whole. Um so I only have one left. I have us versus them. The problem is, and, and I was going to try and finish it this week, like I've been saying. However, the library, I got an email from the library on Friday that Summer of 69 by Elaine Hildegrand came in. And now, while it's not due until the 13th of September, I feel like I should be reading 
the summer of 69 in August and not September, even though fall doesn't technically start until September 21st. Um, I just, I feel like I need to read that now. So I'm going to, while Us versus Them or Us Against Them is the sequel to Beartown, I'm going to be reading summer of 69 first so that I can get it in before September. Which means that I probably won't get to Us until Us Against Them until a couple of days into September because I know that this Elaine Hildegrand book is not going to be a heavy read for me. I'll probably read it a couple of days. Uh, so a lot of information has come out about Disney Plus because it was the expo this weekend. And I only want to co- mention a couple of things before I get into uh, music and movies because music there's a lot and movie there's only one. But of all the things that they have announced, um, the one thing, the two things that I'm extremely excited about is She-Hulk. I'm a very big fan. Um, I'm a fan of She-Hulk. I hope that they do this well. I want to see it. I can't wait. Uh, and The Mandalorian, that the trailer looks amazing. Cannot wait. That it better be good. Um, what I'm on the fence about is Noel with Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader. Now it's going to be a streaming plus movie, not, they made it seem like it was a full release. Uh, but then I watched the trailer again and realized that it was a streaming. I I don't know. It looks cute. Looks like it'll be funny. Uh, I'm glad that they're not releasing it in the theaters. I don't think it would do well. Uh, what looks awful is the Lady and the Tramp that is coming to a streaming. Disney does not need to make everything live action. Now, don't get me wrong. I am a lover of Disney, a very big Disney fan here. I It does not need to take all of its movies and make them live action. That is not a necessity in this world. Like, they released pictures of um, Emma Stone playing Corella DeVille in like a punk style look and then Emma Thompson's gonna play her older but I don't recall seeing that picture I was having problems with the web link like yeah that movie sounds great and I'm sure it will be good but is it necessary no Disney really needs to come up with some original ideas they are really really scraping the bottle of of the barrel. And then and then you've got the whole issue of Sony and Spider-Man and it's kind of disappointing because Tom Holland was definitely by far the best Spider-Man in my opinion. And it's going to be a shame that he can't be in phase 4, that he can't be in the next set of adventure movies you can't there will be no spider-man 3 because of this stupid stupid greedy disney i think that they just need to back off so that they could keep spider-man because i think keeping spider-man is much more important or keeping tom holland as spider-man is much more important because I think if you lose Tom Holland as Spider-Man, I think that's going to hurt you more than losing some money. Because I think 
ultimately people are going to be more upset about Tom Holland not playing Spider-Man. But that's just my opinion. Um, I have had a really good music week thanks to uh, Flick Chat and my The Movie and Hip Hop Show Fresh Flow Fridays. I have gotten a lot of great music um, suggestions this week. My favorite being Techo, T-Y-C-H-O. Never heard of them before. They're electronic music. Um, like Like I've said before, when I read, I like to have nice chill music playing in the background. And so Duncan recommended this and I am, I am, I am who I am. It's like all together. He recommended these two electronic music uh, artists. And whew, I the one Techo album that he recommended was so good. I instantly downloaded the rest of them. Fantastic artist. Very mellow, very chill. Um, great if you're just trying, try, like if you had a long day and you just want to come home and relax. It's great, like background music. Highly recommend it. Um, I also listen to, I'm probably going to torture these names, uh, Khalid. Uh, that album was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Tigalero was also very, uh, I enjoyed as well. Um, I listened to the new Missy Elliott. Uh, I, um, mm, it, it was okay. Um, it was only an EP. It's only five songs. Not, not my favorite by her. Uh, I know that I said that I don't really care for hip hop, but she's always been one of the exceptions because I like her. This one was okay. I also listened to Iona Lee, the Remember the Future CD. That one was really good. Also, Chet Faker. That was also very good. So those are all of my music recommendations this week. The only movie I watched this week, because I was reading so much to finish Beartown, because it was a long book, uh, was... Uh, huh, I just saw it last night. Ready or not. <laughs> uh, you know, we had tickets to go see Ready or Not last night. I really enjoyed it. I thought that it, I went in seeking a fun horror movie, and that is 100% what it was. The plot was a little on the silly side. The kills were a little over the top. It, ha- it was funny. The woman who played the sister, the oldest woman in the trailer with the white spiky hair. I have no idea who she is, but she delivered the best lines, had the best facial expressions throughout the whole entire movie. The ending cracked me up, like really cracked me up. Like I knew like 100% how- because I have seen so many horror movies which I love but kind of hate at the same time sometimes is when you've seen so many horror movies there's unless they are very 
creative, a lot of times you can figure out the plot very quickly. And in this essence, in this situation, I did. Now, did I mind it? No, it was still done well enough for me. I still enjoyed it just because I knew how it was going to end. It didn't take anything away from it because the execution to get there was fun. Um, but yeah, if you're just, I liked it more than Kirk did, as always. Kirk is very picky about movies. Um, he thought it was okay. I kind of, he called it Get Out with really bad writing. I considered it, even though the plot line wasn't anything similar, but it had a very Your Next vibe to it, to me. So I kind of said, like, if your if your next and get out had a baby, it would have been ready or not. But if you're looking to have fun, I I highly recommend it. Go see it. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, and lastly, um, for my little retro section this week, I want to talk about two things: one book and one movie. So, kind of in. Kind of in line with ready or not because i would it wasn't a spoof because there was gore in it and this movie doesn't have any gore but i so long before scary movie there was pandemonium and student bodies now student bodies is more well known than pandemonium and that's a shame like i can't you can't like student bodies you can get on blu-ray Pandemonium, you cannot. At least not the last time I checked. Uh, Pandemonium is one of my all-time favorite movies. And if you don't recall the movie from the early 80s, it's got a uh, cast among cast. Pee Wee Herman's in this. It's Judge, Judge Reinhold's first movie. Carol Kane is in it. Um, the one Smothers brother is in it. Uh, but it is this cheerleading camp. I know, cheerleading camp, cheerleading camp. I know I talked about cheerleading camp movies two weeks in a row. Um, but there's a killer on the loose and he's killing cheerleaders. And it, the deaths are just, oh, they're just over the top and silly. And it is the original scary movie, a spoof, a horror film. And if you have not if you have not seen Pandemonium, I think you can get it in pieces on YouTube. If you want a really good laugh, uh, I highly recommend Pandemonium. The book I want to talk about, kind of total opposite of last week's Christopher Pike. But you ever have those books that, like, really not speak to you in, like, the... Like um, the way that Frederick Bachman or like Wally Lamb or Lisa C. speak to me because they're written so well and they tell such a great story. Or how much uh, Wild by Cheryl Strad affected me because of my mom. Uh, but kind of like in your youth when you're going through stuff, there'll be books that speak to you. And when I was young, I remember reading Judy Bloom's Forever. And it was about this girl's first time. And, you know, being in that age and not experiencing anything that that girl has experienced, it was just crazy to me. Like, that book has always stuck out 
in my head and in that period for me as being such an influential book because of how dirty it was you know and you know today you've got 50 shades of gray and all that crap but I remember when I read Judy Bloom's Forever I was like I can't believe my mom let me get this book like this book talks about penises and sex and it was just it was just crazy so I'm curious what did you guys read that affected you the same way share with me what you read when you were younger that spoke to you in that particular time uh as always you guys can follow me on twitter and i realized that i was saying my twitter handle wrong last week because i'm a freshman noob here but it is at occupied underscore mind underscore by the way i was saying it right i thought there was a the in there but it, there isn't it's just occupied underscore mind underscore please follow me on twitter as a uh, flick chat is where it's at come join the conversations on flick chat you can find me on flick chat of all lowercase all together the occupied mind Thank you guys so much for listening to my show, sharing my show. It really means a lot to me. I appreciate it very, very much. I hope you guys have a great week. And until next time, have a great day. Bye.